Are you a cat lover? I'm DJ Panita. I'll be right back after this song. The question is, are you a cat lover? Welcome to another episode of K-Pop Connection. It is Thursday, November 23rd. Happy Thanksgiving to those who are enjoying family, friends, and everybody around you, even if you don't live in the U.S. It's just a good excuse to gather with the people that you love and have a good meal. Well, in any case, if you are a cat person, then we can't be friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't do cats. They're a bit scary. And I'll tell you why. Because apparently they have 300 unique facial expressions that they use to communicate with each other. I mean, you got to pay attention to their face. Some of these facial expressions are said to be similar to us people. And that's because they're said to have picked them up from us from their 10,000 years of living with us. So it's according to a recent study done by scholars who study emotions and behaviors of animal species at UCLA. After filming cats for hours on end, they discovered 276 different facial expressions, which were made up of 26 facial movements, things like open mouths, wide or small pupils, blinks, nose licks, whisker movements, ear positions, and it just go on. Now, by comparison, us humans have around 44 unique facial movements, and dogs have around 27, although there haven't been many comprehensive studies on the total number of expressions of dogs. But of these recorded facial expressions, around 45% were thought to be friendly, 37% angry or aggressive. Now, from these friendly expressions, there were expressions where cats' mouths were drawn back and their jaws opened to form kind of a smile or a laugh, which were very similar to their play face made by us, you know, humans. But although researchers don't know yet exactly what the cats were trying to say to each other through these facial expressions, they hope that their research could help pet owners, and animal shelters to care for and understand their relationships with other cats just a little bit more better. So maybe this is for me as well. It kind of creeped me out, maybe because they seem so smart and I don't know what's going on in their heads, but it seems like they know exactly what's going on in our heads. In any case, here's a quick song, New East Face. Welcome back. It is Thursday evening. We got a great show in store for you guys. Before we do move on, just a quick way to uh, listen to our show wherever and whenever you want. For our listeners in Europe, 9.515 for shortwave radio. In India, that's 9.630 megahertz. You can also download so many different types of apps. We got the KBS Kong app. KBS World Radio app and KBS World Radio on-air apps as well. You can also find us on our website to find more information at world.kbs.co.kr, uh, KBS World Radio English service uh, on our Facebook and as well as our Instagram at KBS K-pop. For our listeners in Malaysia, you can get the Shock app or join us on Malaysia's Astro Radio or KBS World Radio channel for 24 hours of nonstop streaming fun. And of course, if you're tuning to us through podcast, don't forget to rate us five stars so more people can listen and watch. <laughs> Stick around. We've got another jam-packed show in store for you. Your two cents coming up in just a bit after coffee and tea. We'll take a quick song break. Here's Boy Next Door, But I Like You. Followed by Chun Somi. Fast forward.
Would you like coffee or tea? Maybe if we just mixed it up. I don't know if that would taste good, but hey, we're talking about the weirdest food combination that we've ever seen or tasted. Now, here are some of the strange and unconventional but popular food combos according to the internet. Wonder if you guys have tried any of them or are they even to be trusted? Sometimes I can't trust the web at all. If you guys have ever tried cereal with orange juice, I will consider you a psychopath. I can't even have orange juice after brushing my teeth. I can't even have orange juice with a side of my cereal. But apparently, some people say it's good. Cereal with orange juice. What about vanilla ice cream and balsamic vinegar? Some part of me feels like an Italian restaurant or a French restaurant will serve that as a delectable dessert. I'm pretty open to try that. Coca Cola and peanuts, pretty standard. Cheese quesadilla and bananas, I could also imagine that. Apples with salt and pepper, maybe a apple pie of sorts. Pringles and whipped cream, shinramyeon and ice cream, dumplings and ketchup. This is an abomination to Asian food all over the world. <laughs> okay, so a U.S. mayonnaise ad from way back when in the 1960s, featuring a really interesting mix of sandwich spreads, surfaced online, and we wanted to ask all of you listeners if you've heard heard of anything like it. So the mayonnaise ad says, "Team up mayo with peanut butter to make a sandwich taste doubly delicious." The ad even featured some special recipes like the double crunch, which adds bacon and pickles to the peanut butter and mayo sandwich, the apple fandango, which adds sliced apples and marmalade crazy combo, which adds salami, sliced eggs and onions, and my favorite, the funny face, which adds raisins and carrots. Now, to a certain extent, I could kind of see how these matchmades could be in heaven, but. What do you think? Would you give the peanut butter mayo sandwich a try? What are some crazy food combinations you would recommend? Here's a quick song break: Purple Kiss with Sweet Juice, followed by Billy Ginga Minga Yo, The Strange World. Your two cents. That's right. Welcome to your two cents. We love connecting with our listeners and hearing your guys' stories, your thoughts, your opinions. It's a time where we get to read your responses to our weekly question posted on wherever we posted, whether it's our Instagram or even just here on the show. Want to know about your personal experiences and thoughts for a chance to win a prize? So that's right. Pitch in your two cents regarding what the best subject is to be taught in school. Especially now, what is a subject you think should be taught in schools? Well, let's get straight to it. This one is from、uh, Trinik Kwai. Says definitely politeness and good manners. Ethics is being lost. Home economics as well. Yeah, definitely. But I do think that it's very subjective. I've seen these. Videos online talking about like ladies and gentlemen manners, and you see the comments, and they're very 
hate-filled, you know, because certain ladies should be, uh, you know, dressed like this, talk like this, sit like this, and other, um, I guess, progressive ladies would disagree and say this is not like the 5th century or the 15th century. So who knows? It's very difficult to, you know, talk about manners, but politeness should be universal. Ethics also very subjective as well. Home economics should be taught. I agree with that one. Uh, at Marin Juliet also said, good moral character. Some of the young generation forgets to respect the elderly. Yeah, I guess this one is um, quite universal as well, where here in Asia, we have more of a filial piety uh, community, right? That culture is so embedded into our religion and our culture. Um, and I do think that the younger generation does want to stem out of it a little bit. And I do think that is wise. A little bit of balance is needed. But if it goes to an extreme, which I feel like our society is turning into, very extreme left, very extreme right, there's no chance to talk about where the middle ground could be. And so I do agree with all of these to a certain extent. We need to learn and be able to talk about what it means to be polite, have good manners, have good moral character, and what it means to respect the elderly. Good points indeed. Stick around. More to come. Here's Loco featuring Gray and DJ Pumpkin. Respect. Welcome back to Y2C, where we love for you guys to pitch in your two cents. We just took a listen to Loco featuring Gray and DJ Pumpkin. Respect. Uh, the question being, what is a subject you think should be taught in schools? This is from at ye FedEx 6v6 Ange, if I'm saying that correctly. I think there should be a cooking class to teach children how to cook natural food, which is better for their health instead of eating junk and processed food. Yeah, I actually had a home. What was it called? It was actually a, basically a cooking class, and I enjoyed it so much. I loved it so much. And this really depends on the school. And for a certain, uh, to a certain extent, I do think this should be kind of a given, you know, given to, as a and as an option um, for an elective for kids to choose whether they want to go into cooking. Because I do think certain people do have certain skills when it comes to uh, culinary arts. But also, as you said, it's kind of a, a basic skill to need uh, to survive. It's a necessity, right? Especially for their health. One class or one, what would you call it? Um, assignment should be meal planning, meal prepping, and see if people can come up with creative and healthy ways to meal prep. Because Lord knows you're going to need it by the time you graduate high school. Uh, moving on to the next one. This one is from at Sweet K-pop DC. According to me, it should be K-pop dance. How fun. That is a great idea. I'm sure so many people, maybe they're not doing it because they think it would be too popular, right? The wait list would be just so long. Who would be a good K-pop dance teacher. It has to be you. You have to start it. It's all up to you to make a difference in this world. Let's take a quick song break before we read out some more. Here's Mama Moo with Recipe, Namane Recipe, followed by Oh My Girl, Dun Dun Dance. Welcome back. Y2C question of the week is what is a subject you think should be taught in schools? 
Pitch in your two cents. We got a message from at Volgacy. Says, I believe that empathy should be taught to children in schools. Because when children grow up, the most essential skill they need is empathy. We initiate and conclude all of our relationships, whether they be friendships, professional connections, or romantic partnerships, with empathy. That's why I think children should be nurtured with more empathy. And in this way, we can also overcome issues like bullying. That is a beautiful answer. Yeah, I do think there is a huge stark difference between sympathy and empathy as well. Reading more and more books, um, you know, and getting really into counseling because I've been a huge uh, benefactor. Uh, I reaped huge benefits of counseling myself and going through therapy. I understand how empathy really can shape a person and encourage someone and support them. It ends up empowering them to be more responsible as well. And so I do think, as you said, the key word here is children in schools. You know, start them young. Just teach them what empathy is. And in the end, you know, you can overcome issues like bullying with just asking people, how would it feel if it was you? Would you want to be in this position? And kind of, you know, making yourself be in that position and kind of understanding other people's emotions as well. That's a great answer. At Volgacy, loved it. Another one, this one is from Rahul Tripathi, says, media literacy is an important subject that should be integrated into school curricula. It empowers students to critically analyze and navigate the vast and often complex media landscape, helping them develop a better understanding of information, sources, and the impact of media on society. This is also an important one because we've all been through the fake news era, which I feel like we're still in, right? So many things online that may or may not be true. And to have uh, a certain amount of media literacy, being able to fact check sources and, um, you know, see where the source comes from. It's often uh, a tiring process, but also necessity if we're going to be believing and consuming everything that everyone says. It's great responses coming up. Oh, I love these answers. Great question as well. Well, other listeners mentioned uh, time management as well as cleanliness, money managed, financial skills, all super important. I've said it myself, taxes, how to do your taxes should be something that it should be taught in school and tested as well so we can be well prepared for the future. But hopefully we'll be able to make a difference. Um, just in time for our future generation. But who knows? We're going to wrap up this segment. Uh, thank you once again for your two cents. Here's Paul Kim, Big Heart, Mom, followed by BTS, My Time. This one's requested by Mohammed Shahim from Facebook. Great songs back to back. Paul Kim, Big Heart, followed by BTS, My Time. Great request as well. Um, all right. It's time to give you guys the winner for today's Your Two Cents. Our winner of our weekly Y2C is... Congratulations to the one and only at Volgacy!
What a great answer that was. Empathy really goes for the win. Well, if that is you, let us know your mailing address by sending it into our email, kpop at kbs.co.kr, and we'll definitely send you out a prize. Don't forget to include your Instagram ID in the mail or we won't be able to find you. So keep that in mind. Remember, you can find out if you are the winner by checking out our playlist at world.kbs.co.kr You're going to want to scroll all the way down um, to the purple radio in the top right-hand corner on our website and you'll see K-pop connection in the list of programs on the pop-up window. Click on the link to enter our page and you'll see playlist tab. The winners are always on the Wednesday and Thursday playlist. So keep that in mind. Um, Thank you once again for having me on today's show. Stick around. Um, Of course, we'll have more to come on the upcoming days. That's all for today. We'll leave you guys with a couple songs back-to-back. Omega X, Junk Food, followed by Vic's Amnesia. On behalf of our producer, Saryang Hong, our writer, Karen Choi. My name is Panita. This has been K-Pop Connection. You may disconnect now.